Hey everyone, Alan Girding here, and I'm doing a little something different this podcast. You see, SBJ's not here, he's dead, he's in the underworld playing Pokemon Sun and Moon. He's doing that for his other podcast It's Super Effective, so if you like Pokemon, make sure you check out his podcast. I hear it's pretty good. <laughs> also, Captain Chestbeard's not here either. He said that he had a sale for the next couple of weeks. I don't know what that means. I think he's also playing Pokemon. Seems to be a big deal going on right now. This episode is episode 59. Sean and I went to BGGCon over the weekend, and we went to an exclusive plaid hat party, but we brought our microphone. So what we did is we set up our crappy mic and we brought people in. Again, I'm gonna apologize about the quality, SBJ's gone, and I don't know what I'm doing. It's not the usual pop mic filter setup. We just went ahead and wrangled whoever we could, pulled them into Colby Dauch's office, and asked them some questions. But it's not just the BGGCon episode, it's also the Thanksgiving episode. Listen, I don't know if you celebrate Thanksgiving or not. I apologize if you don't, because we're also gonna talk about what we're thankful for in this episode. So, with that in mind, let me say thanks again for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate it. And if you want to, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. It's what helps Tuesday knaves like yourself find this podcast. And the more listeners we get, we get more emails. And that's fun to talk about. For instance, in the last episode, episode 58, SBJ had us brainstorm an idea he had for a Kingmaker game. And we had an overwhelming amount of responses that we can't wait to talk about. But we won't be talking about the responses we got in this episode. Probably not the next one either. Because again, this episode, BGG, Thanksgiving. Next episode... I'm not going to be there, Sean's not going to be there, Captain Chesspeard's not going to be there. It's going to be SBJ and the B-Team, and that sounds pretty sweet. The other thing I should probably mention is Necroboomicon. We have a Kickstarter coming out relatively soon. It's our first expansion for Two Rooms and a Boom. Check it out if you want. I should probably shut up and just let the episode go on. So without further ado, here you go. So microphones on omnidirectional. I don't. I think the Yeti microphone is what we're using. It has three mics. I don't know how far away people are supposed to be from this microphone. Like I'm leaning back right now, and now I'm getting closer. I'm not sure the sound difference. So this is just my long-winded explanation of sorry if this sounds crap. We're doing our best. Hopefully you feel like you're here at the plaid hat party at BGG Con. I'm. Alan Girding, with me is Sean McCoy. We're coming to you live. I mean, no, this isn't live, but we're recording it live. I guess we always record it live. So why would you ever say recorded live? Anyway, we're here and we're recording at BGGCon, but it is also the Thanksgiving episode because this Thursday's Thanksgiving. Yeah! Hey, Sean, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I'm going out to East Texas to spend time with uh, Lindsay and her family. Lindsay? Who the hell's Lindsay? Lindsay Road? No. Lindsay is my girlfriend. Hey, that's right. Yeah. And you guys have a dog together because you were gone for a few episodes training that dog. Here's the idea for today's episode. We're just going to bring some other people here, industry insiders, if you will, and we will interview them a little bit, but ask them what they're thankful for. That old cliche Thanksgiving thing. So I guess beforehand, uh, what are you thankful for? For what are you thankful? 
<laughs> ending sentences with prepositions. I'm thankful for the English language and grammar. I'm thankful that I have a great family, good friends. I'm thankful that we got the World Championship restaurant at White Box in a day and that it looked just superb. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm thankful for you and what we've done with this company over the past four years. It hasn't been easy, but it's always been fun. So yeah, I got a lot to be thankful for. What about you? Oh, thanks for asking. I'm thankful for you asking. I'm thankful for... Moving on. <laughs> yeah. No, same. I, I'm really glad. I'm thankful for the podcast. We've had quite a few people come up to us, and it's a smaller con, too. Uh-huh. They've said, hey, from the podcast. We listen to the podcast. So thanks for listening, guys, and thanks for being at the con, too. One guy even said, and he pulled out his phone, I'm actually halfway between, in the middle of the last episode, and he had it pulled up. There was the little logo that SBJ did. We've been having great responses. Next episode, because this is episode 59, is episode 60, which is a zero episode, but I'd really love to get into responding to some of the people that got back to us from episode 58 with their game ideas because so many people kingmaker are responding to the kingmaker idea oh yeah going back to what i'm thankful for thankful for my gramps shout out to him because uh, my gramps is not doing well not to put a dour note on it I've had a great time with him but here's our first guest it's colby Dauch. Dauch. It's the official pronunciation. I, I just came in and drop off a receipt, but all right. How are you doing, sir? Great. Who are you? Why the hell should our listeners care about you? They shouldn't. That's it. <laughs> uh, you're kind of better at this than us, I think. You've been uh, doing it for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe I got luckier. Luckier? Better. Look, modesty. So what do you do, sir? I am the studio manager at Plat Hat Games. I was once the owner, and now I'm the studio manager. Oh, right. Because of the uh, Asmo Day thing. I was F2Z, and then Asmo Day bought F2Z, so it's just fish swallowing fish. Was it, were you a studio manager under F2Z? Or yes. You, okay. And you're still a studio manager under Asmo Day? Correct. Gotcha. It's good. It's good. Because Asmo Day is split into two parts. There's like Asmo Day Europe and Asmo Day North America. And Asmo Day North America is run by Christian Peterson, who's the founder of Fantasy Flight Games. And of course, like we're doing the same types of games. So it's a really good fit. They really like understand our needs and. Thank you so much for, uh, first of all, you being you, as cheesy as that sounds, but we're trying to get thankful here because it's like our... Oh, yeah, it's Thanksgiving It's podcast. a Thanksgiving episode, you're right. So it's the BGG Con episode, and it's a Thanksgiving. So what do you think of BGG Con? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it suck so much? Well, you can't make any money there. Oh, yeah. You know, so Sean and I's strategy, you know what our strategy is every year? Never make money. Never make money. <laughs> Welcome to our business strategy. Bam. <laughs> Welcome to we the use BGGCon to wind down, to relax, to play games. I think that's friends. what everybody does. Like BGGCon's a place that you go and like meet up with all of the all the folks you know from different shows. No, yeah, BGGCon's a good show for like meeting people and, and, and actually getting to know them. Friends, like we run a booth there, but it's mostly just so people can stop by and say hi and right. Make and now that you're local, it's easy to like to do yeah, that. For yeah, for sure. But we yeah. did it even when we weren't local, so... Yeah. It's a good show. I was lying about it being a bad show. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a money show. But for the, for us, there's, like, only really one of those. It's Gen Con. Gen Con's the only moneymaker, huh? Like, Origins, like, yeah, you can make a little bit of money, but it ends up being, like, ah, I probably should have just invested this money in Gen Con. <laughs> <laughs> there's a critical mess, right? Like, there's so many customers at Gen Con that the investment's worthwhile. Right. Whereas at, like, Origins, a smaller company like us, if we sell 100, 200 units, we'll make Yay. a profit. But we yeah. don't have 
as many people on payroll staff, volunteers, yeah. flights, all that. Well, and it depends on the kind of company you are, too. So, like, Origins feels like it's got a little more of the Euro blend to the people. And it favors, like, the new company a little better. It's more of an exposure convention. It's a little more towards the, the front of the bell curve. Right, whereas BGG is like the total front of the bell curve. Like right. they already own everything that you're offering, or don't care about it. it. It it's not a big enough convention. It's not enough attendees to like bring something brand new to and, and make right. it into a reveal convention. Yeah. Well, some people argue that it's the first convention after Essen. So if you weren't able to get it at Essen, it's like the post right. Essen releases. It's, it's like the American Essen. The American, Oof, I mean, that's depressing. Mm, yeah. Well, it's not, but it's like the companies that come, if they had an S release, they can bring it there. Maybe that's your first chance to get it. Right. But I don't know how often that actually works out. It's really just about the board game library. People want the games that were at us, and now we're at the board game library. There's one uh, copy yeah, you that's can play. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you Fish played much this gun? I haven't. I've only played one game, Fabled Fruits. Stronghold released it. It's a Freedom Freeze game. Yeah, that's the one that's supposed to be like a legacy game within a few settings or something like that. Is what I, I wouldn't heard. necessarily call it a legacy game, but it is. It does do an interesting thing where each game you play is fairly unique. So you have this like gigantic stack of these animals, and all the animals do different things. And it's like a worker placement, so you're bringing right. out worker placement cards, and as you, and you're never going to work through the stack in one game. You're not going to work through it in 10 games, from what I could tell. So you just you can just mark your progress and then just start from that point on the stack because as the stack goes down, there's like five of each animal. Gotcha. And and they come out into a stack. Once you've like cleared an animal, one of the things you can do when you go to a location is like do something around gaining fruits or stealing fruits or something with fruits. You're getting fruits. That's your currency. Once you've claimed that card, so that it'll have a price for claiming it, like, oh, it costs you a four bananas. I go there, I claim the card, bananas. you flip it over and it turns into this point card and three points to win. But once you've once a, a player has cleared that card, a new card comes off the stack. Mm-hmm. So eventually you start to get into oh, it's new a cards showing up. Yeah, and so like people are claiming cards, new cards show up, and then you only got on the stack a little bit, but the idea is like, oh, you could play a whole session of games and work through the stack, or you could mark where you were, like, oh, we were on card 12 of the stack, so we'll start there. Wow. So every game's different. Is that Stronghold? I think that was Stronghold. Stronghold released it, yeah. Stronghold, and they sold out of it. Right? Yeah, it was the. it's the only game I played at the convention, and, and I liked it quite a bit. I think it's a really, really fun experience. I mean, it's, it's worker placement, simple, but... It's got cute little meatballs that no. are shaped like animals. And oh, man. It's good. Hey, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for you, Alan. Yeah! And your horns. Yeah, I... Hey, this is Alan Girding interrupting. I'm going to be doing that a couple of times this episode. My apologies. I'm basically going to interrupt when there was some weird transition that happened where the sound quality got really bad. Someone kicked over the mic. But Colby was on his way out, and he was commenting on my horns. Long story short, if you ever see me at the convention, I'm the one that has, like, devil horns. It's weird, I know, but at least people remember me that way. Some people dye their hair. I wear horns. What can I say? But next up, we have Donald Schultz from Board with Life, and he's going to talk about Captain Lux, Flamme Rouge, and how you're a horrible person if you don't have babies. Bring in someone from Board with Life crew. I'll see if I can snag him. Hey, oh my goodness, and here comes our next guest. Hello. I'm feeling insecure about our setup because I Mm. hear you're pretty good at this. Mm -hmm. Who are you, sir? Why should our listeners care about you? What do you do? My name is Donald Schultz. 
Oh, I am a showrunner uh, and podcaster and dungeon master and writer and director Damn. and actor and a father and father Damn. for Moonrat Media and a feminist and a feminist and a feminazi. Ooh, and a that's Trump right. Supporter. Whoa, curveball. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know if it's all of those, but you can guess which one it's not. <laughs> it's not a showrunner. This is Donald's first time being on the show. Is that true? That is true. That is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like a leprechaun. We've tried to catch you before. Every and time we try to catch you, Chris pops his head up. It's like, I'll go. I'll do it. I'll go. Yeah, I did that. I actually belled it this time. I almost did the same thing, and I went, I'll do it when he said he'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'd love to be on. The problem is, is anytime I'm not at work, my brain is like, well, why would I do something else other than go home? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you said you're either working or feeling guilty for not being at home with Luca. Right, like, exactly. That's your whole life. Wait, well, yeah, who the crap is Luca? Luca is a character from Carter Trigger. She uses fire magic. She's an inventor. She created a time machine by accident out of a teleporter using a magical amulet that she did not know was a magical amulet. She teleported into Nikki's room? from the magical kingdom of Zeal. Also, my daughter... Uh, oh, she's also your daughter. Yeah, if you're familiar with Board with Life, my wife, who plays my wife on the show, and I had a baby together. Nice. And that baby's name is Luca, and so I do that now instead of other things. Like now, how do, how, do, how do you make a baby? Have you ever heard of kissing? <laughs> I have heard of kissing. I know this one. It's when two people put their faces next to each other. Yeah. If you kiss hard enough... Sometimes <laughs> the boy will make a baby come out of him into the girl. Oh, wow. Boys make babies and girls heat them up like an oven. And when the baby gets big like a loaf of bread, she poops the baby out. That's the best ex- uh, like explanation I've heard. Science! Yeah. Well, when you have a kid, you have to know how to explain it. And I'm a doctor. It. What's the name of your podcast? Let's pimp your podcast Our out. Our podcast so. is called Bored with Life Radio. It, is, uh, it was originally just a thing to promote Bored with Life. A comedy panel show about board biggest games. fan right here, and Fact. now it's the opposite. Now, board with life is a thing to promote. This <laughs> basically, yeah, the podcast is uh, beloved, and it's uh, it's just us playing Dungeons and Dragons at this point. That was just a special thing we did, and people were like, I like that better, and we just started doing that instead. My favorite show, Q and A, D and D and Q and A, Dungeons and Dragons and questions and answers. Yes, semi monthly thing I do where I. It's so good. It's so good. So this is the BGG Con episode, mm-hmm. and it's our Thanksgiving episode. Mm-hmm. So two questions. Mm-hmm. What do you think of BGG Con, and what are you thankful for? BGG Con is my favorite con. Uh, well, I have only been to this con and Gen Con, and Gen Con is just a dumb, exhausting thing uh, of <laughs> consumerism and meeting people. Uh, and this is playing board games. Like, and if George Romero had seen Gen Con before he made Day of the Living Dead... It would just be that. It would just be that. Like, have you heard the new release? Like, yeah, I have. It's just the same game <laughs> we've all been buying. But BGG Con, you, it's about people. And you just sit yeah. down with people, you play games. It's really cool because we get to meet people who like, like Board with Life. And you don't feel like you're being pulled in a thousand directions. They just go, hey, what's going on? You, you want to play a game? And I go, yeah. And you just play a game. And there's nowhere to be. Like, you don't have an event. Yeah. yeah there's there no are, thing. like, I guess some releases that people, like, try to get. But, like, who cares? And we don't review games. So the we don't the number one thing people are worried about getting at BGCon is stickers for the little That's sticker trails. Trail. I thought you were going to say herpes, but yeah, stickers. Sure, yeah. That yep. too. <laughs> just that, I mean, game. that's a given. Well, because this is the kind where the hotel, airport, all in one as well. You fly that's in. It's a hotel, airport. Get off the plane. True. You're at the con. Go up to your room. Get the herp. I got to play with Aldi, who's like the board game geek himself. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. He's Where's a great guy. 
Uh, we played, I think it's called Capital Lux or Lux Capital. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a card it's game. It's pretty. Uh, that game's great. That's Can't cool. recommend that game enough. That game's great. By the way, best game at BGGCon. Let me tell you all about Flamme Rouge. Flamme Rouge is a... Flamme Rouge? Flamme Rouge. French bicycling racing game. Oh. And it is amazing. Chris Breyer said it's qualifier for his favorite game of the year. Yeah. Obvious yeah. question that everyone has in the top of their mind when they're hearing about this. Uh-huh. Does it come with little bicyclists? Yes. Oh, well, so there you go. And it's Done. super simple. You can teach it in five minutes. I don't like racing games. I don't like Snow Tails. I don't like Formula D. I don't like any of them that I've played. Oh, this game, well, this game I love, and I feel like I'm racing, and it's simple. To, it's easier than any of those games that I just described. It's quicker to teach. It makes me understand and appreciate the sport of bicycle racing and sure. a game with, like, two mechanics. Chris is a cyclist. Does he feel, like, thematically it represents Well, he grew up into, like, Tour de France and stuff because his dad is really into that. So he okay. kind of explained, like, how it relates to the sport. And he's in that short movie, The Cyclist, isn't he? He is, yes. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, the movie that we produced. Fan. See? Fan. That's deep cut. But yeah, it's like deck building game. You have two cyclists because it's a team sport, right? It's a team sport, but only an individual. That's right. I've seen that. That's crazy. So a big part of the game is like managing the pack of people Uh and like managing your own endurance. You do that by just like you have a deck of cards and you draw them and you choose a card and you play it face down for each of your guys. You have to pick one at a time, though, in any order you want. It's hard to like plan things. Like you think it'd be easy, but it's not. Because they can't plan things. Right, and then other people's stuff like makes it complicated and you can like draft with this like very simple mechanic. But you get exhausted if there's not someone in front of you. So you always want someone in front of you until, like, you don't, right? And there's right. these moments where people get crazy and they'll break away and you're not expecting it. But if you, like, anticipate it, then there's, like, two separate groups and they can draft off of each other and, like, not exhaust each other. It's really cool. I literally just watched, like, a like a YouTube video that showed, like, how the teams draft to win to where it's, like, the fastest guy is, like, fourth in line because yeah. he's going to finish and the other guy's jobs are just to pedal at, like, 90% capacity, 80% capacity, 60% capacity so he can save his energy and then at the end... That's what this game is, yeah. That's and it so does cool. it does a really good job of that. And normally I only play a game once at BGGCon if I can help it. I just want to play more games, learn new stuff, while I have people here to teach me. We ended up playing it probably four times. Chris has played it like probably seven or eight times. Have you guys um, shown anyone favelas while you're here? Are you talking about favelas? We're like loosely talking about favelas. People have seen Chris working on on little game Chris and I are producing together. Um, Chris designed it. Yeah, it's a thing that we're working on that we're really excited about. It's a really simple light Euro game. We showed it to some people. It's gotten great responses. I love it. I think it's thematic. I think it's clean. My gaming experience with you guys, I was telling Alan, I was never into Euro games because they were like, Euro games, math, blah. And I was like, but then I played Euro games with Donald, Nikki, and Chris, and it's more just about bullshitting and having an activity to do. Yeah, I don't like board games, so. I like board games, but I don't like. I, I have social anxiety, and board games are like, I don't drink, so board games are that for me. They're the right. social lubricant I need. So, like, any game that requires 80% of my concentration is not a game that's giving me the tools I need to, like, succeed socially, right? right. So, like, I can, like, sit down and play a Euro game that's, like, pretty light, and that's just a thing I can do while I'm talking to you, and I don't get in a weird situation where I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Same thing here. Random fact about me, number 10. I don't drink. Never been drunk. And so games is just that lubricant. Me too. Something to do to facilitate the conversation. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's exactly Donald. the same here. Oh it's my huge. Goodness. Yeah. It's not huge. It's normal. Come on, Sean. Yeah. It is normal. Quit shaming us. It's not, <laughs> not a big deal. What are you, what are you thankful for? Uh, well, I had a kid this year, so this is not interesting at all. Yeah. yeah. Wait, it is. If, you, if, if that's not what you're thankful for. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> she didn't die. I spent six months of this year just... In a panic that my uh, my child was going to die for no reason. And she didn't. So I'm thankful for that. 
Wow. Uh, that's a real thing to be afraid of. It's very sad. After birth or before birth? That After, she's... yeah, that's scary stuff. I didn't realize um, this. There were six months of her. No, no, no. no just, just having, having a child scared. is scary. Oh, man. My, I mean, right. they just—it's yeah. really—it's hard. They just die. No, no. I get scared if I leave a dog alone for eight hours. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine. Well, I don't leave her alone for eight hours, Sean. Jeez. What? Uh, <laughs> Not even with a dog? <laughs> Not even with a yeah. No, legit though. That's why the first birthdays for kids is no bullshit because mm-hmm. the chances of an infantile death just basically plummet once they get to yeah. age one. You did it. So a birth. That's kind of cool. Age one, that's the time to really celebrate mm-hmm. because that means your kid <laughs> made true. it. Sids has been defeated. Nikki and I both just spontaneously at like 3 a.m. just like crying all of a sudden, just like imagining how horrible it oh my be God. if your kid died. You know what I mean? It's just this thing where your brain is just like in the back of it is just like, oh gosh, but boy, that could just happen and it'd be the worst. As you know, like I was pinging this guy at my work. I was like, what's it like having kids? What's like, what kind of advice mm-hmm. do you have? And he gave me some advice about SIDS. And he was like, a sudden infant death syndrome. Right. About, which For the uninitiated. Which we don't like super know a lot about. And he was like, well, study show X. X. And like he told me this thing, and I was like, "Oh, that's really interesting." And I went home and told my girlfriend. I love that it. you stopped and explained it like it's a board game mechanic or something. <laughs> like, for anybody who's not familiar, a drafting game. In this game, you try to keep your kid alive yeah. for one year at least, mm-hmm. and then it gets easier, and you can build an engine. Mm-hmm. And then I went home and told my girlfriend, and she was like, "Oh no, it's the exact opposite. Most people say that that kills kids more." And that his advice, me, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was so terrified. I was like, "We're so alone. We have no information." It changes constantly. Yeah, By definition, Sids is a kid dies, no idea why. Yeah, right. That's and, the definition. And like literally, the advice they gave my parents and your parents when we were born is the opposite of the advice they give now. Yeah, right. is that it is like they literally used to go put them on their stomachs and they go put them on their sides and they go put them on their back. Like it's just the data <laughs> changes. They reevaluate and they move forward and they just go. I don't know. The they right play thing. it like a game. It's I like mean, it's got to be one of those things. I think like part of it. I think it's like probably multiple things that we just kind of throw in one basket, they right? But like part up. of it is is like your brain like has to learn to breathe involuntarily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's like like when you have it. Like it's sometimes they'll stop breathing for like five seconds and then they'll just start breathing again. Don't freak out. That's just them learning that they have to breathe. And it's like, that's horrifying. Why did you tell me that? <laughs> for a like, long time. You're supposed to put them in the bed with you because you move around and that keeps them kind of jostled up. And nah. then he was like, no, people roll over on their kids and kill them. Yeah. I was like, ah! There's no, <laughs> right There's no right answer. There is a right answer. No kids. Oh. Here's the problem, though. That's Alan not contributing to the electorate in 2020. Here's here, <laughs> here's the problem. Four-year-olds can't vote. Uh, yeah, that's, that's math. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> How did he win? <laughs> <laughs> here's the weird fact about that, right? I was just saying this earlier to Isaac. When you have a kid, you tell everybody all this stuff, and it's like, oh, it's stressful. Oh, it's, it's exhausting. Oh, you know, blah, blah. And oh, first of all, none of that's true. It's super easy. Um, <laughs> being a mom is really hard. Being a dad, and I'm a pretty active dad, still nowhere near being as hard as a mom, but you just kind of have to shrug and go, oh, I like, lost some sleep. Uh, <laughs> oh, but I didn't get as much sleep as a normal time would. But yeah, like, like, there was a thing that was in my body, and it's right, not in there. Yeah, anymore. it's just like, I know I had to breastfeed it. So what were you up to? It's just like, oh, it just it woke me up. I was sad. There's all this, these horror stories about having a kid, and then at the end of the day, after all of it, people go, oh, that sucks, man. Yes, you just convinced me for sure. I'm never having a kid. And the response is always just like, oh, no, you'll never be a complete person. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
you don't understand. I feel happiness at a threshold you've never experienced before. So, like, as you, it sounds like I'm miserable. You just will never know true joy. You are not a complete person. That's which so isn't funny. true. Which isn't true. That's a really awful way to talk about having children. That is not, not everyone should have kids. That is not how I feel. But it does give you this weird level of, like, uh, I think people have compared it to people who don't have children in, like, surveys and stuff consider themselves happier. But people who have children consider themselves more satisfied. Yeah, it's like this weird nebulous thing right, where it's it. just like, I did the thing I'm supposed to do biologically. So, uh... So it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Put a, put, put a button on that one. Moving forward. That's at least how I You nailed it. it. Uh, happiest satisfaction people are people that are married. Uh, without children, uh, but you ask people, what's the most important thing you've ever done? And they say, had kids. Yeah. And the other people say, like, I don't know. I'd be bloodborne. Literally, literally, I had a kid and literally instant. I'm an animal lover. I'm a vegetarian. I I I love animals. I have two cats that I like so much. I talk to them. I had a kid and in the hospital, I was like, there's two animals in my house. What am I to do about these animals in my house? They're a threat like, to my lineage. Like, there's animals in my damn house, and I have a baby now. They're trash. I don't care about these stupid cats. We were making bored with life, and it was just instantly like, why do we do this on weekends? This is dumb. Let's stop. Like, literally, you'd be on set after you have a kid, and you're just like, why are we doing this? This is dumb. I should get it home. This is stupid. I should leave now. And at work, my career, she's like, this is dumb. I have a kid. Why am There's I food here? on the table. It's fine. Yeah. And like, like my whole, everything has just been like, everything I used to think was so important to me. Now my brain just goes like, that was dumb and you're stupid for doing it's it. It's a time bomb that's going to go off in 18 years. <laughs> well, here's, here's a question that probably <laughs> listeners are wondering now is, what are you doing here right now then? Mm-hmm. This is the first time Nikki and I have gotten to have fun. In a really long time. Because um, her mom's in town. And because having kids is, isn't yeah. fun. It's rewarding. It's but. not fun. It's really fun. Um, but Nikki, yeah, <laughs> Nikki's mom's down. She's watching the kid. So we're just here rubbing it in everybody's face that like we're better than them. Right. Uh, we've leveled up, and they'll never understand happiness the way I understand you happiness. You sound exactly like the guy I met when I was in high school, and I went to Austin to visit some friends at college who was smoking pot, and I could not stop asking him questions about what pot was like. <laughs> I was like, you're coughing a lot. Is that okay? Does yeah. How long does it take to go away? And he was like, you okay. just got to try it, man. Yeah, and I was like, no, I don't think so. It's like, you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be clear. We're not saying you should definitely just try having a kid. You should. It should be. You should. You should. You should everyone, kid and getting high. Objectively speaking, everyone in the world mm. should have a kid and be doing drugs. And if not, they're a bad person. <laughs> and that is the biological, like, you should be doing drugs and having children. And that is just the facts. Like, if you're not doing those two things, what are you doing? All right, moving on to our next, next guest. Donald, thank you so much for your time. I don't believe anything I said. <laughs> Well, that was Donald Schultz, and next up, we have Hunter coming in. This is Hunter Shelbourne, and he's going to talk about a whole bunch of games that he played at BGGCon, including Cottage Garden, Adrenaline, and Go Cuckoo. Little side note, when Hunter walked in, he also walked in with his girlfriend, Ariel. Am I supposed to hear it? Yeah, yeah, right there. That's the hot seat. That's the, we've been recording this entire time. I keep on trying to talk to the audience in between guests, but then people keep walking in. Like Lindsay Road. You are alumni of the show. Who the hell are you? Alumnus. Why should, alumnus? Alumni is plural, right? 
I think you're right, actually. I think you're right. I'm an alumnus. Yeah, alumnus. You're part of the alumni. <laughs> Who are you? Why should we care? Uh, you shouldn't care, but I'm Hunter Shelburne, community manager at Steve Jackson Games. Steve Jackson Games. That's right. So, this is the BGGCon episode and the Thanksgiving episode. So, what we're doing is we're bringing people in, asking them, what do you think of BGGCon? Talk about that, and then tell us what you're thankful for. Great. I'll start with BGGCon. Please. Uh, it's honestly awesome. I, it's always, it's my favorite convention of the year. I've been working in the industry now, like, for this past year, and I took vacation just to do this one, even though I could have just gone with the company. I was like, I, I don't want to be working. I want to took vacation it. from Steve Jackson, who's <laughs> at the show. Correct. Correct. I, I, when I sent my vacation email, it was like, you may think you see me. You don't. Don't look in my direction. You think you think you I'm there. Guy nope. Wow. That's doppelganger. No, that, I've helped out a, little, a few things here and there during the show. It's 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 actually been for free. Ah, no, 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 no. no. Okay. There's there were concessions made. There was deals brokered. It was a lot of time pay. Oh yeah. Vacation. Yeah. Now yeah, there's some things I scheduled. We we were showing off the uh, Munchkin CCG while we we're here, so people got a first look at that. Yeah. I've never heard of Munchkin. Shut your. <laughs> Face. You can tell at home, but my eyes are going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I'm I'm having a good show. I think that's the biggest compliment anyone could ever get BGGCon is I could be working here and I would have been here regardless, but I'm actually spending my company vacation time to be doing. My company's going to pay me to be here, and I said no thanks. I'll go on my own. That is that no, it really is because it's one of those things, and I've heard it from other people in the past. It's kind of why I did it this year was they were like, man, I wish I could not be working right now just so I could play some more games. And I was like, after last last year's wasn't a bad con at all, not not in the slightest. Uh, last year's con was great, but I didn't get to play as many games. I was actually doing a lot of talking and stuff like that with people, which was also doing great. your gerb. Well. I wasn't even doing the job then. I was just doing... I was just having fun talking to people because that was my second year going. I'd already met a bunch of people. So I, so I was running into people all the time. And it, right. and at that point, you're like, let's play a game later. Let's play a game later. Let's play a game. And then it's like, later, you, you met, you're talking to more people and then more people and you just never get that game in. So this year, I'm like, I'm playing games. And I got to do it. I'm actually getting to play a lot of games. Best game for you? Best game. Oh, Anything? man. Anything? You don't have there, to do no, there's, a, there's, a couple, there's a couple that I've actually gotten to play I'm really excited about. I'm pretty uh, excited about Munchkin CCG, actually. Collect card game? Honestly, the game is really, really fun. I have... I, I, I love had the preface like, of honestly. Well, no, I mean, it's one of those things you know, I'm, I do marketing. That's what my mm -hmm. job is, and I don't want to sound like I'm selling something to people, but I have a ton of fun with it. It's an Eric Kling and Kevin Smith designs or, sorry, Kevin, sorry, Kevin Wilson design. I was going to say, Kevin Smith is making No, what? it's crazy. No, Eric and Kevin, they, they do a lot of good stuff, and they did an amazing job with it. It's a lot of fun. It's it, the same way Munchkin makes fun of RPGs. Right. Uh, this makes fun of CCGs. There's the same kind of humor just targeted at that audience. Great artists that we have to do it. And it's got a really cool bluffing mechanic that's kind of unique to a lot of CCGs. So there's like, you're not just playing monsters out and attacking people. You're playing things face down. You could be cheating. You could be bluffing them out. You know, and it matters. There's there's yeah. themes around Consequences for calling someone out. I like this yeah. idea that like, Munchkin didn't make enough money. So they're like, <laughs> maybe we'll change the format to the most Munchkin chess. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just, but if it's Munchkin chess, you have to buy each piece separately. Right. Right. Yeah. But as far as like games that we did, yeah, 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 yeah. Cottage Garden had a lot of fun with that one. It's a really good game. I, I'm a huge fan of Patchwork. A really big fan. It's one of my yeah, favorite games. It's probably favorite two player game or one of them. Yeah, it's, it's, it is uh, my. Played a few thousand. Patchwork is only strictly two player. That's a big. That's a point. Yeah. Final three thousand. College Garden takes that element. It adds some stuff to it. It's still not very complicated. It takes like forty five minutes to play. The best way to describe it, College Garden is patchwork with little cats. There's just cats in it. There's some sleeping cats. I'm sold. Kind of. I kind of like to dribble in. I see what people are talking about. It's probably not my cup of tea. That's why exactly, I check games, right? Yeah, Makers check of games. Code names. And yep. Yeah. 
Yep, that's them. It's not really my cup of tea, but I kind of see why people are digging it. It's a really interesting theme. The it way looks they did beautiful. It. I saw the minis, colorful yeah. board. It's it was kind of surprising coming out of that one. I really I really like that the, the, the idea behind it at the very least. What is the idea? Uh, I it's know like, nothing. Be- it's it's I just saw it. It's a first person shooter. It's kind of which is kind of weird to say, but it's like, yeah, it's a game what? where you're moving around a map like a like a Halo esque type right. thing where you run around with characters and you're shooting at them. But really, what it is, it's area control, and your area that you're trying to control is your opponent's life meter. Because when you hit them, depending on how much life you're doing to them, you're actually putting tokens on their board. Ooh. So you're trying to have area majority on their board when they die, and you're also getting bonuses for getting being the kill shot. Oh, okay. So it's not really there's not dice, it's not roll. It's just a pure, it's a really pure Euro game that you're running around. It just has the theme of a shooter, of a first person exactly. shooter video game. Right, right. Yeah, okay. that's it. Yeah, but it's 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 a pretty cool concept. I like it. I, I'm surprised though. For me, not really surprised because every time I go to BGGCon, I always get a Haba game. This year it was Go Cuckoo, and that game is amazing. It's like, uh, if you ever played the old game Kerplunk? With the, yeah, like, of the, course, the little, the, the little the, stick things. The sticks, yeah. yeah and there's stuff falling. And the marbles. Yeah, so it's like a tin that stands and you have those wooden sticks sticking out of the top. And everyone has like a little selection of wooden eggs because their components are great. And you pull the sticks out, you put them on top, and you make a nest and you have to rest the eggs in there without dropping them. You have to keep pulling sticks and make the nest weaker but also stronger. And then wow. So what is the difference besides Kerplunk is that you add in the eggs after You're adding the, the eggs after. That's the, yeah, it's, it's okay. a little bit different. Kerplunk, I think it starts with all the marbles. It starts, yeah. Everything's there. Yeah. It's basically like pickup sticks with marbles. Exactly. This is. is just, this is, you're adding eggs as it goes. Components are nicer, wooden components, wooden eggs. Yeah. And at the end, nice. once you've placed all your eggs, you have to place this gigantic wooden bird meeple thing that on oh, top yeah. to make it balance. And if anything falls, you got to start an attack. So it sounds like you're having a good show. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. What, uh, so what are you thankful for? Mm. You know what? That's a tough one. I'm actually, you know what? I'm really thankful. Let the record show that a special lady friend is in the room right now, so. That is. I'm, I am. In, in, addition, in addition to her. In addition to her, because that's a Besides given, the obvious. Besides the obvious. Right. I'm actually really thankful for BGGCon because I actually got my interview. This is, so, working as a community manager for Steve Jackson Games, uh, I, this is my first job in the board game industry. And before that, I was with a really well-known company that I didn't enjoy working for. And I was really in the in the dumps about it. And I didn't like my job. And I didn't feel like I was good at, like I had the skill set for something else. And BGGCon last year is where I got uh, kind of headhunted. And they, they Oh, wow. Me. So this is like an anniversary. Yeah, it's like the, I, I didn't get, I didn't actually start at Steve Jackson until January, but but it's the anniversary, but it's the the anniversary of your relationship. Exactly. You know, they say that getting the job is easy, but it's when you make it to your first year with a job that you're actually past the, like, You won't have SIDS. Within SIDS. The, you know, in America, the rate of SIDS is astronomical compared to, like, our counterparts. Well, I'm not going to die of sudden in the, the death syndrome of, of this job, I think. But job. I'll keep an eye out. I'm almost there. I'll work on it. Nice. But, uh, yeah, awesome. It's, it's awesome. I'm really excited. It, it's, been a, it's been an awesome year. And last year, it, it was a cool... That, I was networking so much last year. It was it wasn't really networking at the time. It was just talking to people. Yeah, I knew. you're just being you. Yeah, but it was it's it's over the past like we're like I'd pay you to be you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like the past like four years or so, I've been working on YouTube and based on people I met through that, I'd actually met Bebo, uh, Brittany Bo from mm-hmm. GameWire yeah. and all that. And Steve Jackson Games asked about people in Austin area, and they actually asked her, and she recommended me. So it was a cool little. Way of Look at that. In there. So, yeah. like just just meet the people through effect. YouTube. My so. friend calls it being at the cheese, seeing the maze. Like this is go. everything that I went through to get here, but I didn't even realize it until I got here. You really didn't. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it wasn't the goal. The end goal wasn't like I'm going to work in the board game industry. The end. It was just like I want to do videos on YouTube. 
And, hey, look, I'm meeting people because I go to cons now. Oh, cool. Like, now I know this person. And then she ends up with a pretty cool job. Follow your dreams. I didn't want to be neglectful. Ariel, correct? Yeah. Is it Ariel or Ariel? It is Ariel. It is Ariel. So, thanks for joining us. You want to contribute at all or anything? You thankful for anything in particular? Uh, other than the obvious. <laughs> Hunter. Yeah. You work for Steve Jackson's games as well? Yeah. Is this a secret? Are we blowing cover? Like, no, no, is, no. Are, are you allowed to fraternize with it, This was, this was a weird simultaneous thing. We, we met uh, before she had the job, and it just kind of happened like that. So, yeah. Gotcha. We met at Tabletop Day. Yes. <laughs> International <laughs> Tabletop Day brings everyone together. You guys, thank you so much. I really uh, appreciate it. Oh, so, thank you for having us on. Sean, who are we going to get next? Alan. This, uh, this is Alan interrupting again. That was Hunter Shelburne <laughs> from... Oh, God, I got a cold. Oh, my goodness. From Steve Jackson Games. And next up is Lindsay Road, who didn't play too many games at first, but talked about her first BGG con ever. Who are you and what are you doing? Yeah, who should we, why should we care about who the hell you are? I'm Lindsay Rode. I'm a game designer. Awesome, thanks so much for your awesome. We really appreciate it. Um, I'm a happy person partying, but I'm also a game designer for weird. You are one of the Tuesday Night Games alumni because you've been on this podcast before, yeah? Oh, that's so crazy because I haven't gotten any sort of paper. Isn't it alumnus? That verifies that. It might be, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is like my third one, right? Oh, maybe it's... It is your third one. <laughs> you guys one. are just Woo. so desperate. <laughs> We're not actually recording this. We're just... I know. <laughs> no, we are. <laughs> we are recording. No, this is cool. So, uh, why should we care about you? Just remind our listeners once more, in case they haven't listened to the Dragon Con episode, or the third and final episode. No, it was the second episode. Gen Con. Of the Gen Con, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was crazy late yeah. at night. I remember that You did Christopher Walken <laughs> yes. as Terminator. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that was her was, elevator pitch. That was special. Were that you there for that special, one? You were there because Don Stroud was there for it. Yeah. Oh. That's why I walked into the room and the microphone setup was so intimidating that I almost ran. Yeah. Not you, so tonight. <laughs> yeah. You brought No, this that. is way more comfortable, guys. Yeah. This is... Hey, how's BGG Con? It's amazing. I haven't played any games yet, but that's gonna happen. That's crazy! Point. You haven't played any games yet. <laughs> it's the yeah. first one. Everybody yeah, has yeah, to like, yeah. kind of ramp up into it because it's no, overwhelming. Like it. yeah. All your summer camp friends are here. Yeah, it is summer camp. It yeah. has become summer camp. But yeah, up until now, my favorite one has been Origins, but this one I think beats it. This kind of does what Origins does. If like I love Origins, first convention I ever went to. First convention we ever went first to together. First convention we ever went to together too. Like I'll always, always love Origins. Is it all? If the thing you like about Origins is the gaming, though, BGG is that distilled to its very, very essence. I think that's an amazing description. Everything you like about Origins has been distilled into its very essence. <laughs> God, I'm so good at describing things. <laughs> Just nailing it. Tonight. Nailed it. God, I'm such a goon. Yeah, yeah, what he said. You're amazing, Sean. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's incredible. It's awesome. There's actually so many people playing board games that I feel overwhelmed. I can't decide. The room is so massive. I'm and terrible it's all packed. about being like, I want to go play this game. Yeah. Like, they all look the same. But if I walk up to people and they're like, we're playing this, you want in? I'm like, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. The flags are crazy, too. I've never seen that before. What are the flags? Explain for oh my the goodness. uninitiated. So I don't, I'm not, this is what I think the flags are for. Oh, Because this I haven't asked. Because I know what they're for. <laughs> but they're like, they say, like, teacher or, like, need another player or um, we're good here. 
That might be a flag. Mm-mm. I'm not sure. No. Nope. There was definitely the first two, though. Yeah. And there was more than that. Players that wanted. Remember. Players wanted. That teacher was one. needed. Yeah. What do you think there? I think you put them on your table, and then people appear. I mean, is this really? Yeah. A, I mean, this is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think this, like, well, what's interesting is that your first BGG Con, so they have flags like ponchos. If you happen to live in Texas and know what ponchos is, they have these flags you can put on your table that say "Players needed," "Teacher needed," that kind of thing. But this again shows how much BGG emphasizes playing because people will come up and teach you how to play a game that you've never played before. You say, oh, we've got room 25 or whatever, and I don't know how to play, so we'll just sit here and wait for somebody to come teach us, and people will actually do it. It's insane. Oh, you, you guys don't know how to play code names? All right, I'll spend yeah. five minutes yeah, explaining so teaching crazy. you code names. Yeah, it's so crazy. You put a teacher flag, and then someone just walks up and goes, oh, I'm here. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm your teacher. <laughs> yeah. All right. I was on my way to take a dump, but I guess I'll take yeah. a pit stop and teach you this. And people are really friendly. I mean, we were stopping by. We were walking the holiday. Alan and I were. We talked to some guys. Oh, look at this game. And they're like, do you want to play? People are super willing to play games with anyone, strangers, whoever. When we first walked in, Isaac mm-hmm. Vega said, would you like to play this game? And we just walked in. And I said, I can't say yes because so many people will be coming up and saying hi since I just got here. And he said, it'll only take 10 minutes. Like, all right, 10 minute game. Okay, I'll do it. That game did not take 10 minutes. It took like 40 minutes. Why did it take 40 minutes? Because of all the people walking up and saying oh. hi. That's why, guys. I don't have that problem at shows. But yeah, we're not all so famous. Yeah. <laughs> Name drop. Who are some people that you've seen that in the industry that you're like, oh! Let's see. Definitely Paul from Shut Up and Sit Down. Paul that was yeah. yeah, that was probably like, I don't know, I'm kind of worried that might be my last celebrity freakout. Because I think I've met... Every other person that I was a so huge now you're no fan longer, of. Have you met Stefan McChess, the no, inventor of chess? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty big deal. So like Gerard Butler, Brad Pitt, they yeah, came Richard up. Garfield. Yeah, those are my celebrities. I've never met Richard Garfield. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. But like everyone that before I became part of the industry or before I really got involved in the industry, when I was just like a chump in a food truck listening to podcasts and trying not to get caught. Which food, what, which food cast, what, damn it. What is happening to your mouth? What <laughs> podcast did you listen to in your food truck? I listened to the Tuesday night podcast. What? Yeah, I did. That was back in the day, nice. which was probably a Tuesday. We've been doing Tuesday Podcast for a little over a year, right? That Mm -hmm. is correct. And that's crazy because anyone can start a podcast, but it's only when you get to a year of making podcasts that you're really... Our podcast has made it because it will die suddenly. Right. Because it is over a year old. Pids. Sudden. No. Sudden. Sudden. Sips. Sips. Sudden. No. Spuds. What is happening? Sudden podcast death syndrome. Jeez. Very nice. This is a silly so, conversation. while you were listening, you were thinking, oh my goodness, it would be amazing if I meet... Right. And what were some yeah. of the Yeah, I mean, definitely... SPJ. Yeah. He's dead um, playing Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, Definitely shut up and sit down. They were probably the first group that I really started to follow. Then Flat Hat. And then Rodney, probably. Yeah, I don't even read manuals anymore. For the uninitiated, Rodney Smith does watch it played. That's true. Mm-hmm. I just Google to see if he did it, and if he didn't, I'm like, well, I guess I'll just play a different game. I met Rodney Smith before he was super popular and just like the He only had like two or three videos. He was walking around Gen Con, and I said, man, I love what you do. And I doubt he remembers it. And since then, I haven't had a conversation with him, and he, everyone loves him. He seems like such a super nice guy. I was hoping he'd be here tonight, have a conversation. Hopefully, we could interview him. It's always yeah, make it. You meet people 
at every show, no matter who you are, and it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? It's like, we met at Gen Con two years ago, and it's like, man. Uh, Let's just agree to pretend like we've never met before. Friendships take a long time to solidify if you Mm -hmm. see each other for seven minutes once a year. Yeah, pretty much if I recognize your face, we are now BFFs. What are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? I think I'm thankful for my situation because, man, a year and a half ago, I was in a food truck. I was designing games instead of sleeping, and I was dreaming about actually being in this office. Colby's office? No, not Colby's office, but, like, the Plaid Hat office. Okay. Chumming it with, like, the Plaid Hat crew, but, like, that would never happen because they're famous, and I'm just, like, no one doing something that nobody knows about. But, yeah, it was, like, a year and a half later, I'm doing a podcast in Colby's office, and it's just really surreal. It's the secret. You think a lot of people dream about being yeah. in Colby's office. Okay. It was Whoa, it's office. Isaac! Isaac! Hey, what's up? Hey! Boom! You guys are recording stuff, eh? Yeah, you yeah. want in on this action? Yeah, oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, man, I really got the con crud from BGG Con. It's a typical thing, con crud. You're around airports and then uh, conventions, closed quarters, playing with a whole bunch of people, shaking hands when you shouldn't, should be fist bumping or whatever. I don't do that. I get full body hugs. Anyway, uh, Isaac walked in and we interviewed him, asked him some questions, but the audio was so horrid that it was pretty much unsalvageable. I'm sorry. We had a great time though, and speaking of time, we're out of time for this episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast. Hey, I'm Alan Girding. You can find me on the old Facebook and on the tweets at Alan Girding, A-L-A-N-G-E-R-Ding. But more importantly, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you want to contribute, participate in any way, make sure you go ahead and email the podcast. It's podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. You can follow us on Twitter at PlayTKG. And with that being said, this episode is... Finished! We're doing it on my own.